0: (laughs) This is when we're teenagers and children, we have the dreams, and we don't think like, oh, it's stupid to dream. You know, we don't think like that. But when we become adults, then we started thinking logically, and then we're crushing all the dreams. So, anyway, I was, I remember 15 years old, standing (laughs) in front of the TV with the hairspray and dancing and singing, and I knew at that time, I knew
1: that one day I'm going to be on the stage. What up though? Welcome to the Growth Never Stops podcast. My name is Michael. And today's podcast is with my dear friend, personal development coach, breath work facilitator, certified stress and trauma release expert, Daniela Kruger. Honestly, I don't even want to spoil anything in the introduction already. This conversation was so deep and inspiring. Daniela was in total flow state. So let's just get right into this. Enjoy this one. You know, you know, what's funny about this, uh, as I was preparing for the podcast, I was making an assessment of you objectively, but also as a friend and and Mm -hmm. just, just to see uh, what I could ask you and putting myself in the position of the audience, what could be the most beneficial for the audience as well. And when you make these assessments of uh, these people, evaluation and assessment, then you start to realize that a lot of people that we think that we know, we don't even really know that well. And mm. I started digging. I started thinking about our conversations, thinking uh, about you as a person in general, looking at your website. and I'm like, wow. Like there were so many things I was not aware about mm-hmm. you or that I straight up didn't know about you. So uh, I would like f- for you to, like, can you take us through your childhood life story and the struggles you had to overcome?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that that will be a long story because my childhood was not, was not easy. And I've been, um, I've been facing a lot of challenges with my father, especially and um, in the house we had a lot of a lot of fights and a lot of arguments because especially my father it's a he's a difficult person, and um, I could be completely open he's an alcoholic so uh, having an alcoholic father was definitely not easy because uh, almost every night we had to face you know, scenes where, where he would be drunk and just doing stupid stuff, and so we didn't feel safe. And that created a lot of insecurities, insecurities in me, and I became very closed, very introverted, and very afraid person in general. And studying music was something that was saving me in a way because I could find expression in music. And this was my passion since I was 10 years old. I started. Playing music, yes. <laughs> Basically all my life, I, I remember myself playing music all my life. And, and I was very, as I said, very introverted person. So I didn't have many friends. I was not feeling comfortable to socialize and to talk to, to talk to people. So every time after school, I was going back home and I wanted to be alone. And that was many, many years like that. This this lifestyle, and just going back home and playing music, and being in my room, and just just being with myself, trying to find a safe space. And that was not easy because afterwards, that created a lot of um, a lot of troubles, especially if you want to be a musician and. You have to be on stage and being introvert, that just doesn't work like that. (laughs) It's, It's crashing. Right. And I was very nervous, child. Very nervous. So that was not easy.
1: How were you able to overcome these challenges, these traumas? Would you say, was it through music?
0: I would say that. I would say that. Because as I said, that created... Um, that created the crash between being introverted and trying to be on the stage playing in front of thousands of people. This is what I wanted. This was my dream. But after uh, after I graduated my high school, I wanted to change a little bit the direction of um, of the instrument that I was playing because I was playing double bass, classical music. So... In the classical music i was playing in orchestra so you are not so visible you can hide yourself somehow there are many <laughs> people there <laughs> uh, but when i graduated high school i wanted to become a singer and being a singer you are Absolute frontman. There is no way that you can <laughs> no hide way to hide. Anywhere. No, no way, way to hide. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So I remember that, and and I said, "Wow, I I don't think I can do that." Even though my dream to to be on stage and travel the world and just playing music for me was 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 something that it was driving me throughout the years so much this is what I really really wanted to do and I went on an audition and I remember on the first first audition I was holding the microphone I didn't have any experience whatsoever (laughs) I was just practicing one song I remember still Shania Twain I don't know if people remember that song but it's like (laughs) from my generation super old song and I still remember that like yesterday and I was holding the microphone and my hand was shaking. I couldn't, I couldn't even control it. And my whole body was shaking and I was so afraid. I, I thought I'm gonna die there on the audition. And, <laughs> and I really didn't know how I'm gonna do that. But my, my desire to, to sing was bigger than my fear even though my fear was quite big. So I did the audition and actually they took me, they accepted me as a singer. And then I started traveling the world. And with the process, I had to learn more and more how to overcome being shy. But that was already jumping in a cold water because as you asked me, how did I do it? I really didn't have a choice much because my desire to sing and be on stage forced me in a way to overcome that. But this was, of course, this was a process of many, many years because it it was, the insecurities were like deep-rooted, deep-rooted, deep-rooted.
1: And how did you get into personal development and things such as stress and trauma release, meditation, yoga, psychology or just spirituality in general
0: yes so actually I realized uh, since I started going deeper into the personal development and I went back uh, with the years I realized that I was always a spiritual person but I didn't re- realize it back then since I was a teenager spending so much time with yourself and being in the room and, and playing music this is also a type of meditation and um, But the peak of my journey with the personal development, it was 10 years ago, even maybe 15 years ago, uh, when I came here to Luxembourg. And this is when I faced a big depression, big depression. I was... um, uh, I was going through a lot of challenges at that moment and it was not voluntarily to come here to luxembourg it happened because my sister um she's living here in luxembourg and at that time i was breaking up with my partner we've been playing together as i said we were traveling together and uh we had plans to be together but one day he told me i need to tell you something and i need to tell you that i'm married actually and i have two children what what and we've been together for one and a half years and i had no clue no clue damn and at that time i lost everything i didn't know what to do i didn't know i didn't know where to go i had to stop of course my career with him and at that time I was young. I, I believed that this is, this is all what I can do and just being with him. And of course I was also manipulated and that's a long story. But what I did back then, I came here to Luxembourg because my sister said, come here just to visit me, just to be far away from the mess and just to see what you're going to do next. And this is what I did. I just came here. I had no clue what I'm going to do. I just had this vision that I want to be on the big stage and I still wanted to be a a musician, professional musician. But when I lost everything, I said, what can I do? I will start here from zero because going back, there is no option. Going back, I, I didn't know what I'm going to do there, even though I didn't know what I'm going to do in Luxembourg. And this is where I faced a big depression, big depression. And my desire to fulfill my dream was, was crushed. I had no, no clue how I'm going to do that, especially because everybody in Luxembourg that I met was telling me, they were telling me, you want to be a professional musician in Luxembourg? Forget it, that is impossible. And I tried to talk to people and I said, but you don't understand. This is what I've been doing all my life. And there's got to be a scene here that, you know, people would appreciate music and this is what I've been doing so far. What, what else am I going to do? Even my own sister, she loves me so much, but even her, she told me, you gotta, you gotta stop this dream because I don't, I don't think you're going to make it like, Here it's not going to be easy to survive just with music. So this was also in the picture and my dream was almost killed because I didn't know how I'm going to do it. How am I going to live here? And that was when I faced the big, big point with the depression. And this is where I... I remember very well, still at this day, I went to the psychiatrist and he told me, well, first, you're going to take this medication, I'm giving you a prescription and start the medication and then from next week, we're starting the therapy. And I said to him, you giving me a medication. Is this all what you're going to do right now? He said, first, it's it's dangerous to do anything else without the medication. And I said to him, there's got to be another way. I'm sorry, but I will not take the medication. I'm taking the risk. And I will find another way. There's got to be another way. So I left the office. And I said to myself, I I was crying. I was so desperate. I didn't know what I was going to do. And how am I going to heal myself and overcome the depression? But I knew that there's gotta be another way. So then I started the research. I found out um, personal development and leaders. The first person that I discovered, it was Tony Robbins. One of, the best ever ever. Ever. One of the best to ever do it. <laughs> yes. And I started watching videos and I did the course. And slowly, slowly, so he started talking about uh, meditation and things like that. So I discovered then many other leaders. And with a lot of work and a lot of self-discipline, at the same time trying to fulfill my dream, and trying to integrate myself in Luxembourg and survive. I was trying to do that and heal myself with the depression. So this is where I discovered this alternative with personal development, growth, and then meditation and yoga and so many different variations of spirituality. Right. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> it's been it's, a lot like and this is the short the short story the condensed like, version like, yeah yes. wow
1: and um, compared to where you were from that lowest point of depression to now where do you stand right now emotionally spiritually uh in whatever aspect of life o- also whether it's professionally or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing right now mm-hmm. if you could make a comparison
0: yes it's it's a huge difference i cannot even when i see myself now and 15 years ago I, i'm a completely different person completely different person that's a lot of my my friends they couldn't even recognize me and with this journey it's it's still it's still a growth process because you never stop growing you you know that
1: oh yeah for sure growth never <laughs> it stops never no it stops. stops
0: there you go <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but uh, with the years, it took me probably four or five years to heal my depression. And after that, I wanted to go deeper into the personal development, into the spirituality, because I found out that there are so many tools and that there are so many challenges that a lot of people are facing. I was facing them, but I discovered that so many people are also unfulfilled and unhappy and depressed they, they don't even show it because a lot of the people they couldn't believe that i'm depressed and you're putting a mask we know it we of all course. Do. of course and you you never know what is going what is going inside of the person and i was living my life and i was trying as i said trying to um, to achieve my dream so I was functional because there are different uh, layers of depression of course but nobody knows nobody knows what I was going through nobody knew and I had to really fight that depression for as I said four or five years until I, I was free from it but going deeper into that I discovered many tools and many um, many different things that I can use to also heal the wounds from the childhood. Then I discovered the breath work, uh, manifestation, because in the process I was trying to manifest my dream. So actually, I achieved that as well. <laughs> then I started learning more how can we achieve our dream? How can we manifest? So I was really passionate about this subject because I was so. Um, I was, I was so determined to achieve that dream. And going deeper and deeper, as much as you're going deeper, you also know that. You are learning more and more and you're discovering and the doors are opening in so many different directions that you are like, wow, there's so much to learn.
1: It's like the, the more you know, the more you realize how much you don't know.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to know. You want to also... Heal yourself. So I remember very well. Three years ago, I was, I was over my depression, but I was still learning a lot of the things. How can I heal? How can I overcome? How can I face different challenges in life? In life, and um, three years ago, I had this moment where I started sharing a lot of the things what I've learned with my friends, with my family, and this is where it hit me so powerful. It was like a wave. It was a realization that oh, this is what I should be doing. I should be sharing all the knowledge with all the people. And and whoever needs that knowledge, I have to help this, this person. So this was such a strong message that I was sure, no doubt, that <laughs> I needed to help people. And this is where I was... Um, I was determined also to become a coach and I started doing, you know, the certifications and the the, the different trainings so that I could help other people. And what you asked me, um, how do I see myself now, right now? It's hard to put myself also in a frame because as I said, I, I have different backgrounds with music, of course, Um, so I did become a professional musician, professional bass player, and I'm, I still am, (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time, I, my focus, is on coaching and working with people also with this breath work for trauma release that I did the certification. It's a powerful tool. And I, since three years, I started working with, um, with the breath work.
1: That sounds awesome. People people got to see both sides, of course. Like We, we cannot just get stuck on uh, all the struggles, all the dark sides, but the, the, the results, of course, the results of what you were able to be aware of and uh, applying all the tools that you learned from personal development, they have led you to who you are today, what you're doing today. So, of course, we got to expose that as well.
0: Absolutely. This is what I wanted to say. Everything that I am sharing with people and when i'm working with clients i i'm so passionate about that because i don't come from um uh from you know the 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 static uh diploma just education without any experience i lived with the, through the things exactly i can say not proudly but i can say i know what is depression i know what is a uh, um I know what is uh, grief, you know, like overcoming or achieving also your dream and breaking up and emotional traumas and difficult childhood. I, I, I can say that I've, with my life, I had the experience to live through these things so that I can be very compassionate and understanding what people are going through. Because we are all going through the same emotions, but just in a different way. It's a different story. But the emotions
1: are the same. Right. No, it makes totally sense. And that's what I love about life is that that is something I've I've realized talking to people from all over the world. Everyone has their own story. Mm. And then I look back at my life and I'm like, wow, all the things that I went through, it was then nothing compared to someone else that i, I got to talk to and it, it gives me such a broader perspective mm. of uh, a lot of things for example that i, I was not grateful enough or that that i was not aware of and it is just beautiful to see how everyone has their own story and how they've been able to overcome their challenges and their struggles how they're still honest about the things they're still dealing with because mm-hmm. it's 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 not perfect. And, and, and growth, what people need to understand about growth or about success is it's not a, a, a line that constantly going up. No, it's going up, down, a little exactly. bit more up yes. and down again, up and <laughs> down. So, you know what it is, right? So.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But the good news <laughs> is that while you start practicing, you know, meditation and spirituality and personal growth, and when you start working on yourself, you become so aware of the patterns and and you have tools even if you're facing a down moment you have tools to get back up and as you said it's going to be up and down but the good news is that it's going to be easier to overcome the challenges exactly it doesn't mean that it will be easy i really like to say that it's not going to be easy but it's going to be easier than the first place where you just started (laughs) you know
1: absolutely absolutely now, let's get back to manifestation. That is something I would like to talk about with you. And um, can you tell us about the importance of dreaming big, going after your dreams, and visualization?
0: Yes. So, as I said, I was visualizing since I was 10 years old, but I didn't realize I didn't know what is visualization, and I didn't know any, anything about that. So... <laughs> um, <laughs> But going deeper into that, I went back over the years and I realized what I did, all the steps that I was I was doing. And then later on with the knowledge of the leaders and the explanation of them, I discovered Dr. Joe, as, as you know, right. <laughs> uh, he's explaining it very, you know, very precise and very detailed. So then everything made total sense. But... I was doing already manifestation, as I said. The thing is, I had no idea how am I going to achieve my dreams, and at that time, it seems absolutely impossible. So, I really can say to a lot of people because they, the, the moment that they have a dream, they say, "Oh yeah, that that's impossible. You know, that's stupid to dream like that. It's not going to happen because of a hundred reasons." And we can. <laughs> we can tell all the reasons. Yeah, pe-
1: people are worrying about the how instead of seeing the what.
0: Exactly, exactly. And this is what what I realized. I was practicing already what I wanted to achieve. So playing music, you're, as I said, you're spending a lot of time alone. So when I was playing music, I was already seeing in my head that I'm on stage. I was already imagining that I am singing with the microphone. So I still remember I was standing in front of TV and I was with a hairspray, 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> this is when we're teenagers and children, we have the dreams and we don't think like, oh, it's stupid to dream. You know, we don't think like that. But when we become adults, then we started thinking logically and then we're crushing all the dreams. So anyway, I, was, I remember 15 years old standing in front of the TV with the hairspray and dancing and singing. And I knew at that time, I knew that one day I'm going to be on the stage. And this is where connection with the universe and with yourself helps a lot because some things you just feel them in your gut, in your soul, so much that no one can tell you, no, that's not going to happen it's just you have to be so connected to yourself to listen to to yourself and most of the time we have this strong connection when we are young when we are children and we have we have this these messages what is our purpose what we love to do but with the years and with the influence with so many people parents society then we start uh, going to an education that it 's logical, and then we forget about the dreams, so anyway, I was keep playing music, but it was a different form because I was playing double bass, and I had no education about becoming a singer and then later on, when I said when I said that I jumped already into the singing without any experience, I was already on the stage and I didn't even realize it because I was already manifesting and visualizing this and having the feeling at the same time. What is it to be on the stage?
1: That's a big point that a lot of so-called gurus don't mention. It's not just seeing what you want. It's not just acting like it, but it's feeling, feeling. Dr. Joe, he always talks about the process of manifestation consists of the intent, intentions plus elevated emotions emotions.
0: exactly exactly and you know the funny thing is that even if you don't have so if i take the example with uh with the music when i was visualizing i created the emotion also how is to be on the stage but it's not just an elevated emotion to to be grateful but i experienced all of the package that means being nervous in like before going on stage so the, right. the <laughs> you know the, this feeling of um being being stressed the adrenaline so all that then the feeling of of being grateful that you're on stage you're doing what you love and then taking all the energy from the people like i i had to put a lot of a lot of colors into that picture with the emotions as well so visualizing and feeling all the emotions that are required for this image to occur so also what i did it very in a very powerful way was when i came here to luxembourg because at that time as i said everybody said it's impossible and i wanted to be a professional musician in luxembourg to travel Um, to the different countries and Europe and also to play with some of my idols and to meet my idols, my musical idols. So I remember I was in the kitchen of of the apartment my sister's place. This kitchen was the smallest kitchen that you can ever imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember that playing with the bass guitar with my headphones until three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. And I was doing that and I was already on the stage. So this is where the visualization was super powerful. And I've been doing it like every single day. I didn't know how is that going to happen. And this is the challenge because you don't have any signs. You don't have any proofs that this is going to be a reality. But you make it so real in your head that this is your reality.
1: Yeah, that it's already happening
0: it's already happening and this is where even my sister was telling me what are you doing you know you becoming you becoming crazy and i was trying to tell her no you don't understand this is going to happen and she said no you don't understand this is crazy what you're doing you got to stop this and i was trying to explain to people that they don't understand that this will happen <laughs> but it was but it was such a such a journey because, of course, I had my down moments where I was doubting and I said, there was no sign that this will happen. I didn't know anybody, like, no way. And everybody told me that it's impossible. And this is where the important part comes. The job is not to focus on the how. Because then I met one person. That person introduced me to another person. Then that person had... A band that needed a bass player, and I went to the audition so then that person knew uh, this famous guitar player, and that the person introduced me. so all the puzzles started to be on place, but my job was not to focus on the how because the how everybody told me it's impossible, so <laughs> if I focused on the how, I would have given up already a long time ago, so this is where. I was fascinated about the power of the manifestation.
1: Right. Attracting all these synchronicities into your life. And uh, it's... The the thing is also that we then got to be aware of them mm. and, and take advantage of them. Because the universe is giving us what we want. We ask and we shall receive. But we got to be aware. We got to be aware of uh, actually receiving it as well, right?
0: Totally. I agree with, with you because even if I remember there was the first the first ad on Facebook when I saw it. And this is when I arrived to Luxembourg. And I saw the ad and I said, oh, yeah, another person looking for a bass player. You know, what's, what's the point? And I, I don't know what's going to happen. If I go there, there will be 10 other bass players. So what's the point? Like, what is my chance? And I could find so many excuses not to go it was raining by the way it was during the winter i was depressed <laughs> i was i didn't have a car i didn't know how i'm gonna go to rock hall you know <laughs> it's like, it was it was a mess but i believed and i had i had a strong belief that i have to go there i didn't know what's gonna happen and of course with that person later on this is still one of my uh, my main bands that i'm playing in we released three albums, we were, we were touring. So, so the, the whole point was like, just show up, show up because you never know and show up being open, not having already the things predicted in your head. And sometimes we're expecting from people that, Oh, this person, it's going to give us the opportunity and that we ignore the other signs and the other options. But we just have to show up open.
1: So true. So true. So true. What about stress and trauma release? Can you get into how stress and trauma can negatively impact someone's life? And what can be done to release these blockages? And is it fair to say that many of these so called traumas come from our childhood that we have not been able to pro? Uh, process it and uh that we kind of lose our inner child which gives Mm. us so much life once we become adults
0: definitely i I have to say that a lot of the traumas that they're coming is from the childhood because this is where we are very um very open and of course we have depends when there are different stages of the childhood but this is where we are not very aware, and we are not, we cannot protect ourselves from all the things. And later on, we don't even realize how that is impacting our behavior, our attitude, our our physical state, uh, the way of thinking. Everything is connected. Everything is connected. And I, when I started doing the the personal development work, I realized. How many things I had to heal, and I had to overcome. It's it, it at some point was overwhelming because you realize, oh my god, that's so much work. Like, where do you even start? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and of course, you have to face also the, the the things in life that they are still coming because it's not that just just life stops. You got to. No, it no, yourself, the current like, things are still there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But going deeper into the traumas and also realizing what kind of traumas you have. This is the first step I would say that a lot of people are not even aware of what is going on with them. So as I said, I realized a lot of things with um, with my childhood that I needed to heal from um, from all the all the negative emotions all the all the hate and the blame towards my father and then to to open up to have to be more to be more um, proud to be more you know all all of the things that i needed to heal so it's it was a very challenging process but with the traumas that made me realize that So I was going deeper in the process and the breath work was a very powerful tool that I discovered, um, as I said, three years ago, uh, that it's working on the cellular level because all these traumas have an impact on our physical body. And might people not agree, but we are energy. And yeah, not just matter. <laughs> but of course. I'm sure a lot of the people who are listening, they're aware of that. So, this energy needs to flow freely. The thing is, when we have an emotional stagnation and emotional trauma, we block. So, this is where, for example, when we are afraid, when something happens, we, we freeze. Like, we, we start like breathing very shallow, like, and we block. We don't even breathe. So we can talk a little bit about sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous of system. We have, go ahead. Okay. okay, go ahead, of course. So we have these um, two nervous systems. So the, the sympathetic nervous system is about fight and flight. So moments like that, when we are afraid, when we experience something um, extreme moment. So most of the time.
1: It's that survival pre- mode.
0: Survival mode, exactly. If a car is coming towards us and then we have to protect ourselves or or to run. So you need to do something. You have this rush of adrenaline and you need to do something with that. So fight or run. You need to do something or, you know, this, this is where you need to use it. And when you don't use it, this energy gets stuck in your body, in different parts of the body. Depends. Where are your weakest spots? So, when that energy gets blocked, it cannot flow anymore. And some people are experiencing, you know, pain time to time, and they don't even know why do why do they have pain here. And they go to the doctors, and the doctors don't s- say anything because, you know, physically they are healthy. They cannot explain. Right. It's not visible. Why. Yeah. It's not yeah. visible. Yes, because it's energy. <laughs> the energy cannot mm-hmm. be visible. So this is where, uh, when we're speaking about traumas in the childhood, for example, what I've experienced, it was um, so many moments of being afraid when my father would get drunk and he, will, he would attack my mother or he would create you know a, a dangerous situation. And I was just a child. How could, I, how could I protect myself or do something? So in moments like that, I was, I w- I was so afraid. And this, with the years, imagine how much impact created in my body—like full of blockages, full of restrictions—and it's 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 unbelievable how uh, how we can how impactful can be to our body in a in a negative way. So this is with the breath, we can release that, but in a safe in a safer way. So with the breath, um, we call it connected breath. We go back into the sympathetic nervous system and some moments like that that are traumatizing for us, we can experience them again, but in a safer environment so that we can release that emotion, whatever we've been experiencing. That could be, you know, anger, that could be fear, that could be, uh, you know, any emotion but it has to be expressed so that it's released out but in a safer environment right
1: can you give us an example as far as breath work what somebody could do right now for example just to to be able to decompress and and get so get rid of some blockages
0: yes so as this this specific work that i that i'm doing it's not for Uh, testing individually, like at home, just by yourself. Because as I said, going deeper into that, that can release a lot of the emotions and the person needs to to have a guidance. But there are different tools where if you feel stressed that you can use the breath to calm yourself down. For example, 748, it's a very uh, famous technique. I don't know if you're aware of it. It's um, uh,
1: what is it? Inhaling seven seconds, pause four, and then uh, exhale uh, the rest. Yes, exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. This is a very simple technique, just for relaxation. Also, people who are having troubles with sleeping, that can help a lot. So, this is this is a powerful tool that you, everybody can use, and it's safe to use it. Um, so, as I was saying, the the breath that I'm teaching it's not it's not the breath work that uh, people should do at home because it's guidance right it's guidance yes you're going back again to the sympathetic nervous system and you need to know how to to go through that process because it's a healing process it's like a ritual it's a it's a specific thing
1: right and just to go back to stress it is unbelievable how it is still kind of being neglected in a sense of how much it can affect our lives. I'm talking about stress. I'm talking about trauma. And uh, I've heard this before that most people, especially in the Western world uh, with, uh, you know, with this uh, paradigm of work by die uh, living without truly having purpose. Most people, a significant percentage of people in society constantly live under stress mm-hmm. for i don't know 70 percent of the entire uh day that they are awake mm-hmm. and when you constantly live in in survival mode in this stress mode then the things you were talking about start to manifest itself themselves in real life such as i don't know having some some joint pains or even having some mental health issues mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's just because we constantly live in that state or we haven't taken the time yet to, to do all the inner work mm-hmm. and try to, to, to bury these all blockages. And that's why all this energy that is flowing through us, we have so many blockages. And I think I can speak for both of ourselves that we're, there are still so many things that we are dealing with, <laughs> that we are uh, working on. And it comes down to this. We, we are energy. I don't care mm-hmm. what anybody says. This can, this is also sh- shown in, in, in science, in quantum physics. My favorite quote of all time is from Nikola Tesla it is if you wish to understand the secrets of the universe think in terms of frequency energy and vibration that's it it. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) and this is this is the thing that a lot of people are thinking yeah but how can you how can you prove that the thing is how can you prove for example if you don't see something it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist you know like if if people are seeing you know uh can you see the internet right
1: radio frequencies and it's a frequency
0: how can you how can you see the internet but everybody's using internet so people oh yes but because we have we can use the internet that that makes sense (laughs) but can you see it
1: i got another stupid example i got this from joe rogan it's called the the fart theory (laughs) and again just because you don't see just because you don't see the fart doesn't mean that it didn't happen (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh this is actually this is actually super funny <laughs> but it's true but it's true it's definitely <laughs> true so so the thing is if we if we if we feel these stagnations it doesn't mean that they're not there and and that needs to be healed so this is a very important thing like personal development and meditation helps a lot but in a physical level um it has something has to be done as well because also we are physical bodies so we need to take care of that right so it's a lot of it's a lot of things that can be done to heal yourself not just going into the personal development or just meditating and not just reading and just knowledge but as i said a lot of us having these emotional traumas that we have to uh, heal in a cellular level. Right. For
1: someone who's not really that familiar with all the things that you are uh, talking about, and but who's still looking to better their lives, what are some small, I don't know, daily or weekly implementations or changes that you would recommend?
0: hmm I would say um, one of the one of the basic things that every everyone can do and even I'm still doing that <laughs> to this day, that it's very, very useful. It's just to um, to stop for some moments, whatever you're doing during your, your day, and just to to write down what is going on with you, your your thoughts. What what are your daily thoughts? Because a lot of the times we are we're not a, we are not even aware of what we are thinking about until we really stop and we think what we think about. <laughs> right. So one of the first thing I would say is that just, just take a moment and become aware of what are you thinking? What are the thoughts? And to write them down. And at the same time, to know how you feel, to just ask yourself, how do you feel? And you can check that a few times during the day. Also because of the feelings and the thoughts, they're connected. So a lot of the times when we think a specific thought, then we're going to feel in a specific way. So if we, then sometimes we start with a feeling and then we have the thought. So we just need to become aware of what is that that we are feeling so that we go into the root of, of the problem. Of the negative. It's, if it's a positive, good for you, happy yeah. <laughs> for you. <laughs> that, that's the thing,
1: today. when we are positive, the thing is when we are positive we are so present, we are not like all over the place with our thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. I, I, love, I love to talk about this with my friends when I know I, I see uh, like s- some moments where I, I can feel and see that they're just enjoying the moment, they're just happy, they're just in a good place. And I know, I know that they're not thinking about any, anything else, yeah. not worrying about anything else, not stressing about anything else. So, you know, you know you are you know. in the right place mentally when you're just fully present in the moment and not just overthinking.
0: Absolutely. But, but also, let's not forget that when we are also in our head with the thinking process, we think that we are in the present moment because this is the, this is the reality in there. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> also because we are creating our reality. Everything what's happening here, it's real for us. Right. Even though it's, we're living in complete illusion, But in the head, <laughs> it is real. Oh, yeah. I mean, thoughts so, are things. Absolutely. So even if we have these, these the same thoughts over and over again, we start believing them so much that this is our reality. So we don't even make the difference anymore when we are in the present moment or when we are in our head. <laughs> right when we are in this loop for so many years, so many, so many years and people, they are living like that for so long. Uh-huh. And I can say the same. I am. I also, when I discovered that, I realized that I have these thoughts for years. It's not like a little thought here and there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. you, you're going to, you're going to realize you are thinking 90% of your thoughts are the same like the previous day. Right. We are just in the loop. So what I would say, one of the first thing is like to to check how is your emotional state and your mental state. And if you want to feel better and if if you're facing some challenging moments, I would say go back to a moment where you are proud of yourself or you had a very nice experience and pleasurable experience. So if you can create the negative thoughts, that means you can create also the positive thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) So you can call up this moment, call it in your head. And again, connect that thought and the image from the past, what you experienced with the emotional state, how you felt. So that could be anything that could be on the beach that could have, that could be a conversation with a friend or or with a loved one or making love or whatever, whatever you choose, it doesn't matter. It's just that if you want to feel better, it's just in a, in the instant moment, just go back to that moment and connect with the feeling how you were feeling back then. And of course, become aware of what's going on. What is the, the thing that you are facing right now? because this is the first step. And again, I would say this is helping so much, even to this day, I would say, as we spoke, it's not easy, but it is easier. When you start practicing awareness, it's a game-changing, it's a game-changing. It doesn't mean that it's, you're going to switch immediately, it's going to take some time, depending on the situation, but becoming aware already gives you a relief because you will understand that you are not your thoughts and the reality what you're experiencing right now it's going to change and you can change that
1: so these are the basic things
0: that i would say that can be done but basic book very very important without that
1: let's switch to another topic that i would like to discuss with you And uh, I would like to ask, what are your thoughts on how women are being perceived in today's society? And in your opinion, of course, what is it that men need to understand and need to educate themselves on?
0: That's a big topic. I don't know if three hours would that be enough (laughs) (laughs) or just another podcast, because that's a huge topic. So, first of all, we need to understand, of course, men and women are different. And the funny thing is that we are still expecting <laughs> that, that we are not, that we are the same. <laughs> but, but it's funny because we are definitely not. Um, I would say these days it's not, it's not easy for, for both, for men and women, not just for women. I would defend, of course, women. Because I'm woman, but I would I would not go there. I'm not feminist to to speak so proudly that you know women had all the power. No, it's not it's not like that. We need each other and we need female energy and male energy. The thing is, in in this society, especially these days, it's hard to balance these energies because. A lot of the women they are going into the male energy, you know, having responsible jobs and trying to, to be in the men's world with this male energy of, you know, thriving and being strong and you know not showing emotions, which is, which is very difficult because women are emotional creatures. So (laughs) it's normal, but we put these masks again and these, these um, images that are disbalancing our energy. And at the same time, the men that they are having also, you know, stay at home job, or they're taking care of the children, or they're doing different types of job that it's not so, so manly, let's say, but it's not like that, of course, that also creates a disbalance, because they don't feel like a man, but they don't really realize it. So it's a very complex topic, but especially for women, I would say um, we still need to be in our roots to, be, to express emotions and to be feminine because we, are, we really want to be strong and we're going into the extreme of just showing strength and not showing vulnerability. And, but this is also applicable to the men, of course. We, we need to show vulnerability because this is strength, it's not a weakness. But I would say that for the women, the dangers is that we are going into this, this energy to become strong and to, to show just strength, that it's, it's very dangerous because this is not our nature.
1: Something that fascinates me about us men as far as how we perceive women i mean you know all the things that are going on such as sexual objectification or seeing women as weaker all, all of these kind of things is that if you as a man you look at a woman and you should think about how this woman is someone else's wife daughter or is is just a, a mother so how would you as a man feel if someone treated your mother or daughter or or aunt or wife the wrong way why is it that we as a collective continue to support this uh, oppression towards women if we would not want to have this uh, happen to our own women in our close circle. Mm. So so that's why I wanted to ask again, what is it that men can do to, to change this paradigm, to provoke Mm -hmm. a paradigm shift?
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I didn't understand your question before, but in your question, we need to think about every man. Every man can think about first thing, what is their relationship with their mothers? So if you know that, you can know the answers how would they treat a woman? Now, there is a lot of um, a lot of understandings into that because of course we need to know everybody came from a woman and and it's so funny. Um, I also have this thought like in the society where we are calling people like, oh, you're a sorry about the language, but <laughs>
1: you're Go a ahead. pussy like Go ahead. you're <laughs> a
0: pussy, you know, you are you're weak, you know. Stop being a pussy, you know, things like that. Which is which is very insulting, but it doesn't make any sense because actually <laughs> having a pussy being a woman, this is actually strength. Because I cannot imagine uh if there is anything bigger than the pain when a woman is giving birth.
1: Oh, a yeah. Man a
0: man cannot even imagine that. You know, no, we cannot
1: <laughs> understand. We cannot imagine understand.
0: And you know, saying that you are a pussy actually it's a good thing because being a pussy, it's you are a strong person. You know, going through that process of, of pain and 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 creating life and giving birth it's it's the most unbelievable process and strength. It's
1: divine it's divine it's,
0: and but you see in the society we have this influence that it's it's so it's it's giving us this this perspective that it's completely unlogical but it's just because it's like that everybody is following that so in the men's world these sentences are playing a role because it's influencing also the porn industry. That is something completely like I don't even want to go there because it's <laughs> unbelievable. The image that they are creating about the woman that needs to be dominated, that needs to be, you know, repressed, that needs to be humiliated. It's huge. And men, I as I said, I'm really sorry for for the whole thing because men are being influenced without even realizing.
1: For sure, for sure. So there
0: are many aspects in this also. The family, the, the, the mother's figure, how was the childhood? What was the example being a woman and being a man also for the mother and the father? But the relationship between the mother and the son, that also gives a lot of foundation about the way that the man will perceive women later on. But of course, there are many things that we are not aware of from the society that plays a role.
1: All right, There's a lot of conditioning taking a place that cond- already happen when we are young.
0: Yeah. And this needs to stop. This definitely needs to stop because we need to talk about these things way more openly and to... Um, to just not accept the things the way that they are. You know, a lot of people will say, yeah, but everybody's watching porn, you know, why should we not use porn? And I'm not saying that, but it's just the perspective that it gives and the images that it gives. You need to be aware, is this the image that you want to have for a woman? Because every man, I believe you you can say, but I believe that every man, Uh, wants to feel respected and wants to respect uh, like it's a mutual process but uh, it's it's a natural way of being that we we want to respect people we we don't wake up in the morning and want to humiliate and diminish someone and just to think like yeah i'm better than the woman like we we don't do it consciously so we need to be aware of how do we perceive things and why. Mm -hmm. Because there is a reason why do we we see the things that they are, because we've been influenced or because of family, they taught us like that. So there are many, many things, but every person, every man needs to understand the thinking process. How did they see the things?
1: Absolutely. What are your thoughts uh, on what is taking place right now in the world? Do you feel like there is a massive awakening going on? Like, could you give us? Could you briefly give us some 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 takes on that?
0: Yes, I. I feel and I see that there is a lot of awakening. There is a lot of um, a lot of changes that are happening. The thing is that the people who are more aware and already in this journey of awareness they are becoming becoming even more aware now for some for other people of course it's very difficult because they're facing challenges that are more connected to the survival mode and of course when we are in survival we cannot think about personal growth no so we cannot even expect that but i think that it's in general there is awakening and this the situation, what happened with the coronavirus made us think a lot what is really going on in the world, not just think about ourselves and in our, our city or our country, but actually in a global, in a global uh, way. So there is definitely awareness, but it's not enough. The process needs to continue. Right. So it's definitely not enough because there are also some things that needs to be done. But in general, I really see that people are you know, protesting and becoming more aware and social media, it's helping so much that it's giving a lot of information what's going on in the world. So this is, this is really a, a good thing and it's necessary for the changes to come because some things were going on for so long, way too long. And this also needs to stop. And as a society, we, have, we need to understand that we have so much power that we don't realize it. And we've been controlled. We've just been controlled because it's easy to manipulate. When you don't know things, it's super easy. <laughs>
1: right, right.
0: <laughs> but now, as I said, a lot of things are coming up and, and showing up on the surface, and we cannot pretend that we don't know anymore. So then it's our responsibility really to do something. And I am so, um, you know, so happy to see, not happy, but really, I have hope a lot for humanity and for this world to become a better place because a lot of people are going on the streets and and waking up and protesting and talking about, you know, the rights and what's wrong. And this this is a good thing. But of course, as I said, this process needs to continue and people should talk more openly about the problems, different problems. Right now, we're facing a lot of the problems with racism and things like that, but also loneliness, depression. You know, there are so many things that we are not talking about that they are a big problem and a big issue. For, for the society, you know, people also working nine to five jobs and being miserable and depressed. And as we spoke before, nobody knows, but this is a, this is a ticking bomb because a lot of people are depressed and on medications and it's just things are keep going and this, this social influence and manipulation, it has to stop. It really has to stop for sure. It's a big topic like that.
1: Yeah, it, it goes to show again how easy it, it appears that mass manipulation can be. Especially we through mainstream media, yeah, sorry. for example. Yeah. No, of course. Go ahead, go ahead.
0: No, I was I just wanted to say like it, it, it's shocking how we can be manipulated in, in a few days. And that can the fear can be created in a few days so strong that we are in lockdown. We we start treating people in such a different way. You know, it's it's we are we're having different way of thinking and protecting and you know going to the shops and buying the shop and like crazy stuff that that we've been influenced so easily in a few days. I I I was in shock honestly just because someone told us that this virus can kill people and the thing is we don't know a lot about that but just because we believe in the what the government is saying so oh yeah it is like that we follow blindly what we have to do and what they tell us to do so imagine that imagine that this virus is creating that but imagine if it's something else you know it's if, imagine if something happens and everybody said you should buy a gun you should have a gun this, this is like so many things can happen just because we are not really facing the reality we're not educated so this is this is our responsibility because we cannot ignore that anymore with social media this is the ignorance it's the worst thing we don't have excuse anymore so this is what i'm saying awareness and talking openly about all the problems that we have and educating ourselves it's it's a necessity it's not a wish anymore it's just a necessity we have the responsibility to do that
1: it could be totally different this world that we have right here let me tell you something i just read a quote from from today from john d rockefeller and for people who you know do their research about the bigger picture of what's going on they know who that is and he said that he um he doesn't want i mean at that at that time he didn't want a nation of thinkers he wanted an, a nation of workers trapped mm. in a system like so, some of these people out there i'm just throwing this out there but some of the people who are in an massive position of power that we can not even imagine mm-hmm. they they literally talk openly about this
0: mm-hmm. and we,
1: we don't even like we, we don't even process it so there's really something bigger going on that's at the deep root of all the suffering that we have in the world uh, i'm telling you if we would have the, the right leadership the right people in these positions the world could look totally different uh, as far as, as, as poverty, uh, health care, uh, mental health, mm-hmm. physical health. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started with this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I believe a lot of things will be exposed very soon as we're talking very soon. And people are waking up and change is coming. Change is mm-hmm.
0: coming. Sure. But again, it's, it's also the confusing part is there is a lot of information because, you know, on, on social media and Internet, we have a lot of information. So this is the challenging the thing, the thing because a lot of people, when they start uh, reading about, you know, the news, you have news about this and then about this. And then, then at some point, you, your head will explode from this information and you don't know who to believe anymore.
1: Right. This is
0: the dangerous part. Because you can be sucked in into so much negativity and so much different information that you get completely lost. And this is where also a lot of people are thinking and saying, and I totally understand. Every person could say like, yeah, but what can I do? You know, I'm, I'm just like one person. How can I change the world or what can I do? The things are like that. And, you know, the government, they will do what, what they will do, you know. It's not up to me. I cannot change things. But yet, we can change so many things. Small steps can influence. And we don't realize how much power we have. And I'm not talking about big things, you know, changing the whole system. But I'm just talking about small things, how to be kind, how to be more open, how to talk about the different issues, how to, you know, just, just be a better human being, just to take the responsibility for yourself first. Because already this, imagine if 10 people, 20 people, they're starting to become more kind to each other. They start, be, start helping each other. They're open about the issues that they're facing. You know, a lot of the, you know, the, the depression that we're facing is because people are not open. I, I could not speak about that to anyone. And this creates the isolation. We are already living in a very isolated world. Because of the social media, it's a beautiful thing. But at the same time, we are isolated. We are not connected in a deeper level. I'm talking about deep conversations like what we're having right now, talking about emotional stuff. A lot of people would never talk about their childhood or you know, what they're right. facing right now. Because this is something you know, private and it's, and it's difficult because we created this pattern of not being open and just uh, going through these things and just showing a mask in the daily life. So even that already, it's a huge change because as we speak right now, somebody will listen to that, will say, oh, you know what, I'm going through something like that. I can relate to that. I would like to also speak about that. You know, and we can influence just by being ourselves and just by healing ourselves, we can heal somebody else. And these are small little things, small,
1: sure, but for huge. Sure, for sure, It's sure. Uh, and and that, that change within ourselves, because like, like you said, if we even want to start with this, having change in the world, we got to start changing ourselves accordingly. And that that behavior is very contagious to other people as well. And I'm talking Absolutely. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So when people start seeing you changing, adopting you, habits, behaviors, and actions that are in alignment with, um, with positivity, with purpose, then they will start questioning their own behavior, okay. actions, okay. habits, thoughts. They will start making some positive adjustments and mm-hmm. then it keeps going on. It keeps going on. And this is what I'm
0: saying. Everybody has the responsibility to, to take these small steps because this can change the world. And I believe that. Being the example, people will see you. People will hear your experience. People will, will notice your changes, the way, the way that you bring light into this world. And, and it can be small, but in a bigger scale can be huge. If all the leaders, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, if he thinks like, yeah, what can I do? No, he would never, he would never do anything. There will be no change. So we, we should definitely see that we are powerful and we can do something about that.
1: I got two more questions for you. Yes. First, we got, if you could go back in time and talk to your, let's say, 13, 14 year-old teenage self what's the ultimate advice that you would give to that younger version of yourself
0: <laughs> it's a very good question i would say have faith i would say definitely have faith that the things will be better at that time i i couldn't see it and I had the dark moments where I didn't know how, how the things would be better. But if I had the faith, the unshakable faith that I know right now that things will be better, I would say that. Have faith because the things will be better. And everything will be okay at the end. And if it's not okay, that means it's not the end. Beautiful,
1: beautiful. Before we get to the last question, can you tell us where people can connect with you and tell us about your your services and also your courses that you are currently working on?
0: Yes. So about the courses, they are still not ready yet, but I um, will announce them, of course. And a lot of the people can connect with me on social media. I'm more, more on Instagram than Facebook. So on Instagram, I am Breathe, Heal, Grow breathe.heal.growth and um, I am doing coaching sessions private coaching sessions uh, of course for personal growth and for the breath work so people can contact me and find out more details about it and we can discuss more
1: excellent, excellent last question for you what is your message to the world?
0: Wow, no pressure, oh Michael. That's like This is like no pressure to the world. The message to the world. I would definitely say the same thing. I sorry that I'm repeating myself, but I would say that we are a spiritual beings having a human experience and our responsibility is to come here on this planet to learn to grow and have a fulfilling and happy life as as possible and enjoying the journey with the ups and the downs because especially especially the downs how can we enjoy that of course there is nothing positive in that but understanding that every single challenging moment it's a step for the growth for something better to come and i cannot say it with more being more sure about that that what i'm saying because i'm experiencing and i've been facing the darkest moments ever in my life and i didn't know how can that serve me but i have to say that people would understand everything later on everything will make sense but again we are a powerful beings that we can manifest that we can learn that we can grow and this is our responsibility to be kind as much as you can to be kind to yourself and then of course you will be more kind to other people to be compassionate and patient with yourself really patient because everything is a process and just and sometimes just relax and relax into the process because it's it's a journey and as i said a lot of the things will make sense later on but not now
1: daniela i want to acknowledge you and thank you for being of service to the world for elevating earth's vibrations just keep up the good work that was such a deep conversation one of the best podcast (laughs) episodes (laughs) i've been able to record with a guest yet gives me so much life and really i'm wishing you nothing but the best going forward thank you so (laughs)
0: much michael and thank you i really have to say that we also with your journey it's it's very empowering and very inspiring and keep doing what you're doing because, because of course we need to spread light as much as we can and you're doing it. So please, please keep doing that. <laughs> thank, yeah, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for you. having me. Of that course, was really my pleasure.
1: pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. That's it for today's episode with my friend Daniela. She absolutely crushed it. It really gave me chills feel free to connect with us and tell us what you like the most about this episode i would really be thankful for a rating and review from a podcast shout out to those who have already done it and i'm going to finish up with a quote from gabby bernstein and that is we change the world when we shift spiritually when your attitudes become more loving when we forgive when we heal our wounds from the past And when we embrace the present moment, one person's shift toward love shines light onto all. That's it for today. Peace out. Growth never stops.